are geek-centric, and you can be too. Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our special Behind the Geeks episode for Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. My name is Nate, and if you're joining us for the first time, we are Geek-Centric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys and collectibles, and all things Geek-Centric. Joining me for this Behind the Geeks episode is the, uh, the talking tree to my rambling raccoon. He is Groot, Justin Lawrence. How are you doing today? I guess I would be the talking tree to you if so. you're the rambling raccoon. I, <laughs> I think that's very fitting for for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think we're we're guardians. We've said it. We said it in our our spoiler free review. You know, we feel like we feel like a family at this point. I think we could be guardians. If mm-hmm. Justin, if you were a guardian, uh, what would your what would your superpower be? Oh, on the team, what would you how, what would you be doing? I would want to be more like a Star Lord. Okay. You know, like, like, so kind just of like really charming and charming and wit, you know, and, witty. and smart and, and knowing how to like, you know, kind of get out of situations, uh, you know, uh, you know, how to read the room, how to, how to analyze the situation. I think that's more my speed. I, I admire that. It's not a superpower, but right. it's a power nonetheless that, sure. uh, I think, um, goes a long way. Uh, for me, I think, you know, James Gunn likes to work with some wacky characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think like a talking tree or a, a, a you know, with a talking raccoon, um, a guy that can whistle an arrow <laughs> or right. whatever. Uh, and then when we go to DC, the things get wackier with polka dot man mm-hmm. is controls polka dots, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I think my superpower, I'd want to start off with something ridiculous, uh, like the ability to just be super comfortable no matter what. So like any surface that I lay down on, I'm comfortable uh, and, and what, what I could see it working as, you know, it starts off as a character that you're kind of laughing at, but then over time it starts to become that like, you know, you know, Poe from Kung Fu Panda, how he just can't get hurt. Yes. <laughs> it, it would be like that. Like I'd be soup. My super comfortability would be, uh, would, would keep me from, from getting hurt. I don't know. That was, that was what I came up with. <laughs> yeah, no, that, uh, that, that, uh, works for you. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's like the perfect power. Uh, it's it's lazy, but not too lazy. You know what I mean? Like it's like a <laughs> well, this like is slow the poke, but I not, would, no, not I like would, overly I would slow. Tire poke. out. I would tire out the enemy, and then I would have you come in as Star Lord, and you would you would finish them off. That's I mean, uh, okay. Justin, sure. You know, listen, I'm rambling like a raccoon. Uh, Clearly, so <laughs> so uh, you know, we we aren't really Guardians of the Galaxy, but we did get to we did get to talk with one of them. Uh, yes. And the other, I think, he, you know, the other person we talked to, I think he'd be super interested in my super comfort ability. Uh, so, Justin, why don't you tell our lovely audience who we had the chance to chat with? Of course. Well, I had the opportunity to sit down with Sean Gunn, who uh, you would know as Craglin. Or uh, if if you know, then you know. He's also the onset performance capture for Rocket. Uh, so that was a, a great conversation. And Nate, you had a chance to sit down with Chakuri Awuji, uh, High Evolutionary, the villain of this movie, um, which was also a fantastic conversation, if so I may good. say so myself. Huge thanks to our friends at Disney Studios Canada and Marvel Studios Canada for 
helping to set this up again we're just so humbled to have been included yeah this was this was a lot of fun and super super grateful for for the opportunity it's you know i think i was just i mean you were with me i was just giddy the entire time like uh, after the interview leading up to the interview i was a little nervous my first in-person interview Mm -hmm. um but then afterwards we were just we were just having the best time it was so good good. yeah you know, I think we should we should just move right into the interviews. Let our let our let our lovely audience uh, uh, check them out, and then let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about them after. Awesome. Well, listen, please enjoy our interviews with Sean Gunn and Chakuri Iwuchi. Hey, Sean. My name is Justin. Hello. Welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. How Thank are you? you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah. This is a fun. Uh fun time in my life yeah i can i can only imagine you know today i told my wife uh i was gonna be chatting with sean gunn mm-hmm. and her immediate response was you mean kirk gilmore from gilmore girls, girls? Yeah. and it was surprising to me because she never remembers anyone's name so she totally knew who you i were. like that <laughs> i still get it the gilmore girls fans are crazy they're crazier than the marvel fans believe it oh I, I i don't doubt it my my wife loves the show uh but i've also known you for from a variety of your work primarily as craglin You've been a part of this franchise for almost 10 years now. Yeah. And there's been some time that's passed. I want to know in your own words, you know, where's Craglin at right now? Well, you know, when we when we leave Craglin off at the end of the second movie, he's been given the Yaka arrow by mm-hmm. uh, Peter Quill, um, which is an emotional moment. Um, and it's a lot of responsibility. Um, we know from the tag scene in that movie that he has not mastered the arrow because he's whistling it into into Drax. Um, And then uh, we know from the holiday special that he's, he's not really using it. He's not even really trying it because he's sort of afraid of, of, uh, uh, of, of failure. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's where we, that's where we pick him up. He, he feels a lot of responsibility, Craglin to, uh, to find his place within the guardians. But, you know, he's afraid of messing up too. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I think everyone in the movie is kind of on a journey of self-discovery and That's discovering right. something new about themselves. And yeah, absolutely love that. Now, you're not just Craglin, of course. You know, you're the on-set performance capture for Rocket. What's it been like working with uh, Bradley Cooper to kind of collaborate on bringing that character to life? And even just for yourself, it's been, again, almost 10 years doing the motion capture. What what new things have you learned? Yeah, it's a, it's been a heck of a thing. I mean, we, you know... It takes a, a team of people to create Rocket, mm-hmm. um, and I uh, I look at it almost a little like a relay race. Sometimes it's like my brother James writes the character and and basically lets us all know where we're going, mm-hmm. um, hands the baton to me. I work with the other actors on set, then I hand it off to the visual effects team who takes part of what I do and starts to animate the character, and then. The anchor comes in and Bradley puts the whole thing together and makes right. makes the whole thing work. Um, and uh, doing that over six films now um, has been an interesting experience. Uh, I it's made me feel very very close to Rocket, and knowing how sort of um, this third movie um, really dives into what it is that Rocket uh, sort of means within the context of this whole story Mm -hmm. um was very emotional for me and i it's like anything else it's like i want to do my part i want to make sure that i'm part of the part of the whole you know what i mean absolutely no i totally agree and talking about the emotions you know i saw the movie yesterday and i bawled numerous times like Mm. like cried from laughing but also just from like (laughs) 
really heartfelt moments. And I wanted to know, was there anything in particular uh, from the movie that hit you on emotional level? Um, in the performance of it, there was definitely, there's a moment um, for, for Rocket that we see toward the end of the film where um, we see Rocket crying and I was definitely right there for it. I couldn't keep it together when we were shooting and it was very, very um, difficult. Uh, that feels different than than the watching the film and getting what hits me from right. being a spectator or somebody who's also an insider mm -hmm. and feeling it. And there are other moments that made me cry. I don't want to spoil anything, of but course. there's a but there's a you know there's a moment. Nebula has a moment later in the movie that I wasn't expecting that it would get me, but it got me when I was watching. I, it. I think I know the moment because I, I bawled when I when I saw it. Yeah. It's just, she's. Uh, such a tough exterior and yeah. to see that to see that sort of vulnerability it was great and i think everyone delivers that vulnerability they they all uh, have heart um as you mentioned before your you know your brother james gunn director of this movie director of all three he's very busy he's a lovable guy everyone loves working with him yeah now you're his brother i wanted to to ask you you got the inside track what makes this guy so lovable because like, <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm watching things and seeing things i'm like man i'd love to hang out with james gunn just be a fly on the wall and be on one of his sets what what is it that the secret sauce for that james makes? you know um i want to say confidence <laughs> not hubris Right. But confidence in in himself as a storyteller, um, he is very uh, he's very adamant about his ideas. And um, as a creator, he's incredibly precise. Mm -hmm. So he knows when he's creating something that this is this is what it is that we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, it makes collaborators very comfortable yes. working with him. I can imagine. And uh, and and. Uh, you know, he's just, it, it, it must be what it's like to, to, to be an athlete and work with a, a, a great quarterback or, a mm -hmm. you know, an amazing point guard in basketball or something. Somebody who's like, I'm, you can count on me. I've, I've got your back in terms of all this stuff. Right. He's really good. Yeah. It sounds like he's also very encouraging of everyone. Oh yeah. Bringing their best to to their performance yeah he also you know one of my brother's greatest skills is that um he doesn't hire jerks um he does he vets uh the actors that he works with and the crew as well mm -hmm. um really well and so we have a lot of not just really talented actors but a lot of really really good people who work on these movies and that makes it so much easier that's great i love it it's a movie about family and it seems like it's a family that's putting this movie together that's at the right same time so absolutely love it sean thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the geek centric podcast it sure it's a lot whether you're kirk or craglin <laughs> love the work that you're doing man and love the suit looks thank great you. man thank you. appreciate it chuck woody my name is nate thank you so much for joining me today on the geek centric podcast how are you doing today and how are you enjoying Toronto? Oh my God, I'm, I'm doing so well. I mean, this is all very exciting. The, the enthusiasm, it's wonderful. And I'm enjoying Toronto a lot more this time because the last time I was here five years ago, it was during the polar vortex. Oh gosh. So yeah, okay. yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot more this okay. time. <laughs> um, I watched the movie yesterday. Yeah. I absolutely, you were fantastic in oh, it. Oh, thank you. You were terrifying in it. Uh, and I hated your character's guts in Good. the best way yeah. possible. Um, you know, I wanted to kind of start off by by sort of you know saying you've got such a rich history uh, with the theater. Mm -hmm. Am I doing that right? The theater. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Soft uh, R. Everything. Brilliant. <laughs> you described your character as sort of being in that gray area between madness and genius. Mm. 
What was it like bringing your theatrical background into the mad genius that is the high evolutionary? Well, when you're in, you're living in between those two spaces, uh, and I'll add grandeur to it. There you know, you go. Uh, the theater background is perfect because that's that's a lot of the great, whether it's Hamlet or Richard the Third, or in this case specifically, I was really drawn to Henry the Fourth and his, mm -hmm. the weight of responsibility, heavies the head that wears the crown. You know, yeah, it 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 does. It fed in. I couldn't have thought of a better role and a better setting and a better director to let me play with that than James to step into the MCU because I really did tap on that background. There is he 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 loves to speak. He loves people to listen to his voice and he, he plays. He's lovely yeah, and he yeah. plays with it and and all that. So yeah, I I tapped into that very deeply to to play this character. I love that. It fits you like a glove. And, Thank you. Oh, so <laughs> um, I've seen you in other interviews and you've you've praised this. You know the 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 cast and the crew and the team for all their contributions to this movie. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully, you don't get a little uncomfortable with this, but I want to know what is something that you contributed that you're proud of <laughs> to this film. Oh my God! Yeah, you you know that's an uncomfortable question. <laughs> right. that? Well, you know what your response when you came in here and the response of a few people I've spoken to makes me know that that goal we had to create this guy that was unflinching uncompromising, terrifying. The words, you, the, uh, you, the way you've described the, ad, the adverbs or adjectives you've used and all that made me go, okay, I, I, I at least got to what I was hoping to get to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad I brought that. And also, I, James could have had you ask anyone, a lot of bigger names than myself. You know, probably a lot of people I admire could have stepped into this role. And the fact that he asked me to do it and that I I have now created the high evolutionary on the screen yeah. the way I want to makes me very proud. So I'm, I feel very proud and, and lucky, you know? You, absolutely. <laughs> and I think after seeing you in Peacemaker, I mean, how could James not? Oh, how could thank James you. Not? Um, this movie is an emotional mm. roller coaster. I was crying my eyeballs out, Me then too. laughing, and then crying my <laughs> eyeballs out. Um, for yourself, obviously, this is spoiler-free, but without spoiling anything, was there a part of the movie that, that really impacted you or hit you emotionally? Yeah, there were, and there's no way really to say it without with going into spoiler territory, but yeah. uh, suffice to say, involved... Shall we say the first time you 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 Rocket speaks in the movie? I think you know what I mean. Yeah. I think that doesn't spoil it. The first time Rocket yeah. speaks in the movie, I lost it. And I was in a private screening with my manager. I lost it. And, you know, and there were a lot of shots of Rocket's eyes. And they reminded me of my own dog. Yeah. And so I, I cried in the same two places in the screening. And I thought, okay. I cried in the screen. I was like, okay, I'm good. I know what's coming. Yeah. And then in the in the premiere, I cried in the same two places again. But one of them is the first time Rocket speaks. And I think you know exactly oh, yeah. um, where I'm talking about. Well, speaking of your dog, uh, Cicero. Cicero, yeah. Yeah, your uh, snoodle. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I my, my final question here, really, I mean, your character in this movie is really not a friend to anyone. Mm -mm. Uh, and especially terrible to to his animal yeah. subjects. You are obviously the opposite. You're so charming and so nice, <laughs> even just beating you. Um, I want to know, besides Cicero, uh, what's your favorite animal and, and why? Okay, besides dogs. Yeah. Um, oh, wow, that's a, that's a good question. Thank you. I think it'd have to be in the, in the large cat family, just Ooh. because of the sheer power and greed. We all wish we could be as elegant as a 
jaguar or oh, a, a panther. A panther. Yeah. So they're not, and you know, there's something about when a large cat, like a jaguar, a panther, or a lion, when they actually befriend humans. You know, you see those videos on YouTube of trainers coming back and they remember them and they hug them. There's something about seeing something that could swipe your head off in one blow, actually hug you instead. Yeah. So I'd have to go with a wild, large cat. It reminds me of, of Rocket the Raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> right? And and absolutely. He's yeah. just as dangerous as... Oh, thank yeah. you. Well, listen, uh, Chakwiti, it was a pleasure thank you. chatting with you. You're absolutely, again, phenomenal in this movie. Oh, thank you so much. I can't wait to see what you do next. And we are back. Justin, I mean, it's... It, listen, it's always incredible to chat with folks. We always say this, behind the stuff that we love. Mm-hmm. But there's something just immensely cool about watching someone on IMAX in a Marvel movie mm-hmm. and then shaking their hand the next day. It was yeah. I, pretty surreal in a way. Yeah, it's pretty surreal. Uh, I, I think, again, it'll never phase us, no matter whoever it is that we're interviewing, whether it's a producer, a director, an actor. Uh, subsequent secondary actor, whoever it is, yeah, uh, it'll never phase us uh, at these these amazing opportunities and just the ability, like you said, to connect with them and, and get get a little more insight. You know, uh, I love that both of us kind of aligned our our questioning in and around uh, moments that that emotionally hit them, mm-hmm. um, and I love that you know Chakuri was very was very um, you know humbled and 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 sincere about exactly where for him hit the hardest without giving spoilers so i appreciate that but i also mm-hmm. love like sean was able to kind of just align with there's two aspects to it there's, there's yes. the performative aspect of it you know being in that moment playing rocket and then on the flip side being the audience member and watching it so i love that he was able to share kind of two sides to that experience because as we know and and if you haven't seen the movie but you've seen the trailers rocket's story is very much a focus and it's an emotional story and even in these interviews have alluded to it's it's kind of the heart of of uh volume three so you know i love that they were able to at least offer it up without necessarily feeling too intimidated about spoiling anything so i appreciated that well hearing that that you know um sean broke down on set honestly makes a lot of sense because you know we we talked about in our spoiler free review about how incredible the performance capture is in this movie Mm -hmm. uh with rocket you know done by sean gunn with with um the voice work some of a little bit from himself yeah i didn't even get a chance to mention that yeah in the interview because i i I had it in my notes but i completely forgot but he did do the voice of of younger rocket and then Mm -hmm. to hear chakuti say that like the moment that you hear young Rocket, you know, speak Rocket first, first speak mm-hmm. for the first time, which I'm thinking it might be Sean. I'm not sure. Noah. It could have been it the youngest been Noah. It version. It could have been the I youngest think. version. Yeah, yeah. it might have been. You're right. Well, it's cool that we both got to chat with them because they 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 would have had such a, a unique relationship on set, given that, you know, he, he, Chakuri would have been hanging out with Sean Gunn mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, in their interactions, I think uh, kudos to you, Justin, for getting the inside track on what makes James Gunn uh, so lovable. I loved hearing that he's super specific in choosing to not work with uh, jerks, jerks. I think is yeah. the way that Sean put it. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that's how you create a family environment. And and it's it's this movie. It's so clear the chemistry with this cast. Yeah. I mean, it always has been phenomenal. Um, and now that makes so much more sense, knowing that that. James is so particular with who he brings on for these projects. 
Well, like I said at the end there to wrap it up, you know, it's it's a movie about a family made by a family, it yeah. sounds like. But I really did, like, I wanted to, to ask a question that allows us to kind of learn a little bit more. Because James Gunn seems like a really cool guy. Like, sure. the way he posts his, his stuff about his life and how open he is and, you know, his wedding looked like a really great time <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, it just looks like he would be cool to hang out with. And, right. you know, I, I as, as someone who's always wanted to be on a set, just to even be a fly on the wall to see how it, it's done, his environment, his set environment is is one that intrigues me the most because just because of how how lovingly everyone speaks about working with James Gunn. Just everyone loves this guy. And as many of the actors have said, there's always that opportunity that James Gunn will say, okay, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. I've gotten what I need. Do whatever you want. And, you know, as an actor, they love that opportunity to maybe dive a little deeper, maybe go go the other direction with something and deliver something. And if you can have a safe environment to do that, it seems like James Gunn is very much built on that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think, you know, speaking of expressing yourself, I think um, Chakuri, his ability to bring his theatrical background, like oh hearing him just mention Henry the Fourth, I was like, perfect. Yes, absolutely. Yes, like the high evolutionary he thinks he's got such a responsibility mm-hmm. to 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 better the world the way that he thinks mm-hmm. it should be and that's that's the main that's the main well, yeah. problem with characters like that is that is that they 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 only see it one way like i don't know i just i love that i love that he was proud of aiming for that and yes. absolutely and he, nailed it he hit the target he hit 100%. the target entirely again like you said he he nailed it to a t and i love that he's proud that people hate him like he's yeah. proud that people just de- you're, they're just like you are the worst villain yeah. in the MCU but in the best possible way meaning I hated your guts and that's a good thing right because, because you'll never forget that performance you'll know you'll never forget it yeah. and you'll you'll it'll haunt you it'll it'll literally haunt you when you think when you think back and I think you know we were talking about this in the spoiler in the spoiler free but we've talked immensely about a variety of villains throughout the MCU who audience members can can sort of align with uh, on a moral standpoint, Killmonger or Zemo or even Thanos. Right. So here we have, you know, someone who we don't align with as an audience. Audience members are not aligning with as a villain. They Hopefully don't see not. the moral standing. Hopefully no, not. They, they see they see again this this desire for perfection, this sort of God complex that is just, you know, sort of uh imbued in in the high evolutionary and it's mm-hmm. it's sickening do you know what i mean it's it's a it's it's awful i i almost think it was better in some ways than Go- gore the god butcher do you know what i mean yeah like i think gore the god butcher could have leaned in a little bit more to what the high evolutionary and and that sort of strategy but again that's a that's another movie that's another <laughs> director um but yeah i think he's gonna he this is that he's probably quite easily he's the best villain thus far mm in the the latest phases of of four and five to to kind of introduce like other than kang obviously but you know we'll see what happens with that he's definitely definitely up there uh last two things before we wrap up i Mm -hmm. wanted to mention um it was great to hear that uh gilmore girl fans are still going crazy hashtag crazy for kirk uh yep Apparently. crazy for kirk yeah no i i i i have no doubt of it i you know my my wife loves that show or anything that just suddenly reminds she'll always just be like like oh like in gilmore girls i'm like yeah okay 
like yeah. just random. That, I guess that's the equivalent, though, to me when sure. she says something and I'm like, oh, like that MCU movie. Yeah. All right. The, and she's like, I don't like know lost. what you're talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and you also, know, you know, right? If you know, you know. And I, I was happy to know that uh, Chakuti thought that <laughs> what is your favorite animal was a good question. Uh, sometimes we go into these these interviews and as i said as i mentioned earlier this is my first in-person interview and i i just i i was one of those things where i was like i want to get some good questions for it but at the end of the day sometimes you just got to talk about your favorite animals and i love that he chose uh big cats well uh, to totally. be fair you you didn't lead with that question um sure. so that's good <laughs> that was um, my first thing i asked yeah you got to have like one simple question in the back <laughs> pocket right so i'm glad that he enjoyed it though and he he came up with a really good sp um spot i love when you guys both have like this this moment where it's like, like, like a panther panther right <laughs> yeah and you're like yeah and the way he says panther is oh, is uh he's got beautiful. such a phenomenal oh voice. he's like the you know like you like you said you theater soft r just everything it was just yeah. I nailed it. Was it was perfect. Yeah, you <laughs> nailed it, apparently. Uh, well, that is it. We hope you enjoyed this special Behind the Geeks episode. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us right here on YouTube. Uh, or if you're listening to this on a podcast service, click that subscribe button. Uh, we've got a ton of great episodes covering the latest in movies and TV shows, uh, including our recent spoiler-free uh, reviews for Star Wars Visions Volume 2 uh, and then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, and the Super Mario Bros. movie, and so much more. We also have a ton of interviews like this one for you to check out, uh, like our interviews with the executive producers of Star Wars Visions Volume 2. Uh, Justin had a really wonderful, good, deep conversation with them about that series, and it's it's just so phenomenal. Please, uh, we're recording this on May the 4th. Just, just, just watch it, okay? Uh, and then we also uh, have our interview with Alyssa Waponituck, who plays Tiger Lily, in Peter Pan and Wendy, and Justin had a chance to chat with her uh, about bringing her true, authentic self to the character of Tiger Lily. So definitely check out those uh, those interviews again here on our YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on our on our podcast feed, YouTube.com/slash/GeekCentric, go over there. Uh, you know, give those episodes a like. Uh, a, you know, give us a listen, comment, share, uh, and give us a five star review. Honestly, on on podcast services, it helps so much uh, to get those five star reviews. Lastly. You know, we've got some really great TikToks over on our TikTok at We Are Geek Centric on TikTok. You can check those out for uh, May the 4th week. We kind of have been, you know, focusing on Star Wars related uh, interview content. So definitely go check out those. Justin's been doing a great job with them. Justin, oh, thanks, thank you so much for joining me for this special Behind the Geeks episode, Behind the Guardians episode. There you go. And that's a good one. Say, <laughs> love you. Peace.